Welcome back to the Financial Foundation. Today, I want to bring on a guest for the first time to discuss some daily habits using some hard numbers to really make an impact on your financial health. Her name is Alicia. She is a graduate from CU Boulder with a degree in advertising and psychology. She's a small business owner and very financially conscious in the topics we will be discussing today. She is someone who I respect very much and I'm very happy she was able to join me today. Alicia, thank you for coming. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I uh, So some of the uh, daily habits talk that we're going to do, it's a little bit different than what I usually do. I kind of have some bullet points of what we want to go over and we wanted to start with one of the things that I believe hurts Americans' wallets more than anything else, which is coffee on the go. And for today's topic, what I decided to focus on is I wanted to focus on the big guy, Starbucks. So uh, as far as getting your coffee, uh, we're focusing on the people that go there on a very regular basis, up to five times a week, you know, going there before work. We, we all know someone who does that. And uh, we got some numbers here today, which are basically what we do is we researched hard into the uh, Starbucks menu and we found out the three most popular drinks, pumpkin spice latte, caramel macchiato, and chai latte. And we even got the prices down for you based off their menus. We did the grandes for the 16 ounce to make math a little easy. So a pumpkin spice latte averages 5.45 per, caramel macchiato is 4.95 and the chai latte is $4.65. So we average that out. Someone who does five times a week comes out to $23.25 per week. What do you think? Um, I mean, I think it's easy to get into <laughs> the coffee trap. Uh, you can kind of make it something you look forward to as well to like leave. And so you create this really kind of addictive habit to go out and get it. I used to think that going and getting coffee from the store like Starbucks or another coffee shop was like elevated or fancy and now I actually prefer um, my own French press setup with all of my knickknacks on my coffee over the store and it's so much cheaper too. Yeah, definitely. I would say the, uh, there's a million reasons why people go to Starbucks. You know, it's easy, it's quick, it's convenient, it's a status symbol, you know, it's delicious, high quality. Um, but one thing we can all agree on, it is extremely expensive. So what we did is, is that we went online and we started looking at a bunch of uh, prices for different types of coffee. Obviously, we wanted to focus on the higher qualities of coffee to match what you can get at Starbucks. So what, what I did was, is first I looked at Kona coffee. Kona coffee is extremely high quality and is very, very tasty. Probably the most tastiest coffee in the world, depending on who you ask. So here's what we found. The, uh, the average six ounce bag of coffee makes about 30 cups worth or 15 Starbucks grandes. And basically what that means is that you can find them in the price range of anywhere between $9 a bag. And those are like the small percentage Kona blends all the way up to $80 a bag. And <clears throat> what we found is, is that if you're drinking Starbucks five times a week before you go to work, the break-even point is you want to buy a bag that is less than $69.75. If you are purchasing bags of coffee for less than that, then you are saving money on every cup of coffee that you make before you go to work. 
feel like that's pretty doable. Especially if you have a Costco membership, you can get a large bag of Starbucks coffee, might I add, yeah. for $7. <laughs> I can't remember how many ounces it is, but it's quite a bit. And so you can still have, if you're really looking for like the Starbucks quality coffee, you can still get that elsewhere. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that the average high quality Kona coffee bag is actually around $25. I mean, the, the ones that are more than that are very skyrocketly huge. And for the ones that, you know, want to have their coffee and save even more money, we did a dive on Folgers. I found that a 43.8 ounce is $16. So 43.8 ounces, you can get 219 cups worth of coffee out of that or 109 grandes for the price of $16. So if uh, if you are an avid coffee drinker and someone who does find themselves going to places like Starbucks from time to time and you want to save money, sacrificing quality, obviously, but Folgers, you can get over 109 of those cups for $16. Um, but uh, those are all my thoughts on coffee. Anything else you would like to add? Um, and if you want to get crazy, I tend to be crazy. Uh, I make my own creamer too. <laughs> um, you don't have to get that wild, but it really does create such a better experience. And you'll soon realize that having your own uh, cup of coffee and your fav favorite mug at home is irreplaceable. Awesome. Priceless. No, I'd say we <laughs> nailed all of the points on, on coffee and me being an avid coffee drinker, Alicia being a coffee snob, how much we love it, <laughs> yeah. and everyone that seems like a, the coffee culture does nothing but grow. So I hope this does apply to anyone listening. But uh, now I want to move on to our next subject of daily habits. And this one's more of a monthly, but we were looking at streaming service subscriptions. And uh, the only reason that this one even concerned me at the beginning is because the average American adult in the United States, it comes down to 3.4 streaming services that we are paying for every month. So if that's, if that's you or someone you know, that is definitely something that is hitting your wallet. And we broke them down by the most popular going in order of price. I mean, so you've got Apple TV at the small end being $4.99 a month. Same thing with Discovery Plus. Hulu at $5.99. Paramount Plus $5.99. Netflix $8.99 for the basic package. Obviously, there's $13.99 for the standard one, which is the more popular one that people have. And then HBO Max at being one of the more expensive, $15 a month. And... When the average person has 3.4 services, we can just round that down to three for math's sake. We are averaging almost $26 a month just in streaming services. And it doesn't seem like a lot until you actually see that everyone that has streaming services, the users are using less than 10% of the streaming service available to them. I mean, who has seen more than 10% of what's on Netflix? I. I can't think of anybody just because of all the endless thousands of hours of Netflix content that you can consume. So that's something that I wanted to, uh, Alicia had some thoughts on this before the podcast that we were talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's kind of one of those things where it gets really sneaky. Like you were saying, like all of a sudden you have like a couple streaming services and they've just added up to be like 25, $26 a month. And, um, I don't know about you, but I, basically watch the same five shows over and over again. So, 
I don't need to be on Netflix searching through, I, I never decide. I always pick the same things when I go on Netflix. So you're not even utilizing most of the platforms. But besides that, I feel like a lot of people can relate to the fact that we like to share our passwords um, between streaming services. So I have a lot of friends who give me their Hulu password and you know um, HBO and I use my mom's Amazon Prime account. and. Um, for a long time there, I didn't even know that I had Peacock with my internet bill. Um, and I called to actually lower the internet bill and they were like, oh, you would lose Peacock. And I was like, I didn't even know that was on there. Um, but even then it's like, you don't need to have that many. You start to realize and, um, there's ways around it too. And we like to try the free trials as well, especially if we're trying to just watch a show for a little bit, you get the free month trial, cancel it, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. But there's definitely ways around, you know, having just one streaming service over a couple. Yeah, definitely. No, the idea here is that you sign up for these streaming services and then you've got 20, 30, 40 dollars a month leaving your wallet. And it's as easy as if you were to just cancel one of those that you may have bought just for like one particular show. That money can be added to your monthly budget as far as putting away for savings, investing, any other goals that you might have. These streaming services and other subscription services like it do nothing but they, they eat up your wallet and your monthly budget. And then at the end of the month, after all the bills are paid, you have very little over to save or to use on yourself as you see fit. So that's the reason we brought up that topic today. Um, I mean, that's, that's all I really have to do. I mean, everybody knows and loves streaming services, so... I don't have anything else to add to you. No, no. I have a lot of love for binge watching. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so. same here. I, I can't I can't agree with you more. So I wanted to jump into our third and final topic. And this is the one that I guess you could say we feel the most strongly, or at least I do. Um, it is food delivery services. We're talking Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, etc. Those first four that I listed are the ones that I kind of um, dive deep on, did my research, and found out that food delivery service is a 400 to 800 billion dollar industry. And the reason there's a huge gap there is if you want to count all of the other things besides food, such as alcohol, cannabis, et cetera, delivery services, then yeah, it is up to 800 billion. But just food by itself is 400 billion. And I wanted to break down exactly why why this shouldn't even be part of your daily habit. Um, first thing is you gotta understand the pricing matrix that goes into these food delivery services, such as Grubhub and Uber Eats and Postmates. They're not all created equal. Um, just a little tidbit, I did note that Postmates was on the highest end of the um, expensive food delivery services. And surprisingly, Uber Eats was around the bottom as far as the cheapest. So if you had to use one out of the four, I would choose Uber Eats, but <laughs> The pricing matrix in all of them, they all have the same exact concepts. There's the price of the menu item, the service fee, the taxes, the delivery fee, and the gratuity. Now, for our um, our calculations here, we did leave tip out of it, only because tips are extremely, uh, they vary very much. Um, some people choose not to leave a tip. Some people choose 5%, 10%, all the way up to 20, 30, or more. So we did exclude tip from the calculations, but even without tip, you're averaging a 30 to 40% upcharge in the price of the food by the time it gets to you. Not to mention it shows up soggy and lukewarm and all that other stuff. 
yeah, this one I probably relate to the least because I don't like ordering from food delivery services for the reasons that you were just talking about. Yeah. Not only is it really expensive, but usually the wait times are insane. Like, the amount of time that it would take for me to get into my car, drive, go to the place that I want to order this food from, grab it, eat there, or grab it and bring it, um, you know, and come home, it would still be quicker than having the delivery driver come bring it to me after they've waited for the food to be prepared. Um, and then just, just to wait for the delivery driver to bring it and it's cold, it just feels like such a waste of money. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is, this is one where I like to treat myself every once in a while. If I've had like a really long day of work or, um, I just haven't eaten out in a while. That's something I like to do, but yeah, it's crazy to think about how many different, you know, when you scroll through and look at the total price, it'll list it all out there for you. And I'll, I'll hover over the order button and then I'll just go, ah, oh, screw it. I'll yeah, make my smoothie at home or something. It's sickening. It's honestly sickening. Cause you'll, you'll end up spend, spending like $35 worth for $20 worth of food. And yeah. then it's like, would you like to add tip? And it's like, oh my God, I'm just trying to feed myself here. Yeah, <laughs> but you also want to tip the delivery drivers because they're out yeah. there hustling and they're, no, I, they're trying to make their own money and, you know, yeah. so you don't want to just leave them I'm in looking the dark. at it from the perspective of, you know, paying $40 for $20 worth of food. It's like, why, why don't I just drive? Exactly. But yeah. The, uh, I've talked to a number of, uh, delivery drivers. The reason why it takes so long and your food is soggy and lukewarm by the time it gets to you is they most of the time they'll pick up multiple orders yeah. um, before they, they pick up yours and then they drop them off one by one. So your wait time could be 40 minutes, but it could be 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And, and they try to plan out their driving routes as well. Like they're going to drop mm -hmm, off yeah. the ones that are closer together and that might not be <laughs> yeah, yours. Yeah, no, it, wor so. it works better for them. Exactly. It's, it's just, yeah, if you're... Uh, so the, our main points on this one is uh, if, if this is something part of your weekly or monthly habit this could be an area where we highly recommend that you do save some money and like we said there, there really isn't a lot of benefits to it and if you want your food hot you want your food faster and you want it cheaper going to the to the restaurant and getting it yourself it just seems like it's nothing but benefits um, and I can't really think of any downsides of going to get it yourself other than you don't have to get dressed I, th I think yeah. it's just a convenience factor. Yeah. Like after a long day of working or what have you, like you're just tired and you don't want to cook a whole meal. I am weird and I like to cook a whole meal. Yeah. I find it therapeutic, but I know a lot of people who despise cooking and really don't like to do it. So it's definitely a convenience factor. So no shade, no hate, like, you know, gotta, gotta eat. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, those were the, the topics that we did decide, decide to discuss today. So I just wanted to <clears throat> extend another thank you for your time tonight, Alicia. Um, you being an accomplished copywriter, video editor, elopement photographer, I highly encourage anyone listening to check out her website or her socials. Tell them where they can find you. Um, you can find my photography website at localovephotography.com and on social, on Instagram, it's locoleash very exciting i uh no i really really hope that you um if you ever need a copywriter video editor or a lopit photographer please check her out check out her work i highly recommend it thank you 
but yeah. that is uh yeah. that's all we have for you today um i hope this added some value to your life um and i'm really glad we did something different today please tell me what you think at the financial foundation 2022 on instagram and let me know what you think we'll see you next time thanks y'all